Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I'll start off by saying I'm bored, I'm broke, and I'm back. That's how we win. That's how you win right there. That's how you win. Just keep it winning. Just keep it winning. We always keep it winning here on the Cult of Cult podcast. Just kidding. No, we don't. But thanks for listening anyway. Uh, You've got Brian Stabby. And you've got Gumby. And we're back here on a victory... What is it? It's Wednesday. 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 That's right. Um, We are justified in putting a Wednesday podcast together because... The Washington football team played on Monday Night Football in front of a national audience, and um, they took the dub. Uh, Gummy, you're clearly pretty excited about it. I mean, we we got a win. We got we got three wins in a row for this season. I don't care about all the other BS that's going on. That's all stuff that we've talked about. But for a split second moment in my life, I was excited to see football. Winning football on TV, I could not have been more excited. Could not have been more excited. Yeah, it's nice when um, <laughs> when shit breaks your way. It doesn't always for us. I mean, I, I'm not going to do the thing where I go back and Google it, but Washington has not been very good historically in primetime games. No. Uh, not on Monday nights. Uh, you know, a few notable exceptions, but... Um, not really our bread and butter, per se. And so to be able to get one, it's it's pretty cool. It's like everybody had to watch us. If you were going to watch football, you had to watch Washington football team. And when given a lack of options, um, desperate times, I think, for some folks. But I, what, do you, what, do you, what are your takeaways um, on the game? Honestly, just sort of high level. What's what's your give me the the one sentence two sentence summary of uh of 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 the game for me. It was ugly, but damn, it was pretty. You loved just watching this team put together some of those drives. You know, the the, the grind them out, just just get it that get it taken care of. Gibson and McKissick just just running it out. So so my full, it's ugly, but it was pretty. Yeah. That is my like quick synopsis of this game going against Seattle, who had a great record on Monday night, who they're, they're, they're always prime time. They're always up for a battle and they are kings at taking a close game and winning it. Yeah. Not this week. They weren't. And no. so just watching, I was so excited. So ugly, but so pretty. So, so pretty. Okay. So along those lines then, um, We'll just let's break it down. We're we are nothing if not creatures of habit, I would say. 
And so it's helpful for us to sort of uh, segment our thoughts to stay organized. We're going to do um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Or maybe we do you want to do bad, good, ugly? Is that sort of like a nicer flow? No, no, it's like good. Bad, let's go, the, the, ugly, the, the, the good, good, the bad, the ugly. Just, just it sounds better coming out of your mouth. It the does. Good, the bad, yeah. the ugly. We're doing this and, on the fly, folks. Yeah. We're, yeah. but you know, we're committed to delivering you the, the finest in Washington football team podcast. Um, all right, give me your good, and it can be a couple of them. There's, there was, a, there's not just one good thing. Give me, give me though your <clears throat> first initial like. Here's a thing I am pointing to from this contest that I can definitively state as a positive takeaway that's worthy of discussion. Washington football team is on their fourth center. Their fourth. Mm. Yes. And each one just keeps stepping up and doing a great job. And that's that's a testament to the line coach as you're sitting there you're watching the four i mean when that fourth center came in i'm like it's over like we can't possibly win this game and he held his own he you know called signals got the plays taken care of and held his own so that was beautifully wonderfully good that is a good moment right there for the washington football team is having a step that fourth center and being able to still play this game so that's my first good yeah. second good seeing samuel back out there yes Curtis Samuel getting back out there. Um, you were happy. He was on your fantasy team. Didn't do you a whole lot of good this week, did it? But, but he's still uh, there, baby. We, we don't need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, someone beat me by like 70 end. points. Thanks, yeah. Brian, you bastard. Um, so with that, also, if you look at the, the wide receiving core, the yeah. good was that, that they showed up. Yeah. They they were almost full throttle with Logan, and you got and Samuel, and, and of course, Scary Terry's all back. And even, you know, we had such a good time, and then you have to also bring in good. The running game was back. You know, did what gives a twenty nine carries or something obscene like that? Like he he was an obscene amount of carries, still with a I think he's a a fractured uh, part of his foot is fractured, so he's still going crazy and still grinding out three four yards at a time, just killing it. So good, good, good. I across the the the. Though the the thing was the watching the offense come together, that was good. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, Brian, on good? It's very funny because other than on the fly determining this segment, um, we did not discuss what our options were before we popped on the air. My my goods are all variations on the things that you said, basically. Um, in terms of offensive line play, I this, I don't know if you saw a lot of this, but something I that really impressed me was how strong Washington was playing when they were moving east-west and when they're doing stretch plays out of the backfield and when they're doing misdirections and when they're doing screens, sort of like lofting out to the flats. I was very impressed when the play, they were not, and you're, you're right, Antonio Gibson did rush for 111 yards on 29 carries. So they ha- he had to kind of grind it out some between the tackles, but they were, not, they were not winning the football game because they ran between the tackles. They were winning the football game because they were going off guard and they were going off tackle. 
and they're taking everything to the outside. And maybe some of that is a function of being on their fourth center. But I was so impressed at their ability to get out to the edge and block yeah. and open up lanes. And the, the play action and the misdirection legitimately seemed to confound Seattle's front seven. The linebackers, I think, were they, had, they were respecting the motion. They were respecting it in a way where, like, they couldn't they couldn't be like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. Because, like, got to keep an eye. He could be getting the ball. He could be coming off the ball um, and, and blocking. So I was really impressed. And it, that's not just a O-line thing. I mean, it is prim- primarily. But in terms of the wide receivers, they were blocking downfield like they were running. They are doing the sled in practice. They, I, you, you watch some of those short screens out to the flat, out to, uh, I mean, JD McKissick had five catches, most of them out into the flats. And Adam Humphreys had a hat on a hat. He had Terry McLaurin with a hat on a hat. You had Logan Thomas coming back, a hat on a hat, just like getting their guy and driving him down the field. Even even Curtis Samuel, who you know had just one catch for nine yards, but like was out there getting physical with the defensive backs in front of him. He was not a slouch. He wasn't just letting his guy run by him when it, his responsibility was to block. So I was that stood out for me from a playmaking perspective. Two other things: one, Jamie McKissick, he did get hurt. They did have to cart him off. It sort of seems like, you know. That's never a great sign, but his, everything he's saying is he's like, I'm, I'm feeling okay. It'll be all right. It's definitely concussion yeah. protocol. Like he definitely yeah, got like, his, yeah, his head got hit. Yeah, they used to say he's getting his bell rung, but oh, uh, it was rung all right. Yeah, um, he is. I would say at this point, approaching a level of dudedom that I did not anticipate we would see out of J.D. McKissick when he came to Washington. He is, I, w- I would absolutely agree. He he's has balling shown – he's balling he's, out. He's shown – even though you know Gibson's a great – he's becoming a, a great – a good to great running back right now for Washington. But McKissick is this secondary guy who's – you know, I, I, I want to say he became what we wanted Chris Thompson always to be. I feel very similarly. Yes. Yeah, this guy who can catch a ball, he can run the ball, but also he's always willing to step in and help. And where Chris Thompson was almost always there, that's where McKissick is just showing up and he's always come he's always game time. And I love watching him play. Yeah, he brings an element um he brings an element to this offense that it's like it, he can just turn it on, like it's explosive and he'll if you sleep on him he will blow right by you. He does so many things well. Yeah. Obviously, you hope he's not out for an extended period of time. Um, he has ended up becoming a pretty crucial part of this offense. And then the final good, and it all goes downhill, <laughs> uh, downhill after this, but is I uh, – do you see the, the footage of Ron Rivera coming off the field? Um, just oh, yeah. Pumped up, just getting yeah. pumped up with the fans. Let's I fucking love, go. Let's I love that go. fire. I yeah. love it. That that you know he. It's funny because like some of the the riverboat Ron thing is a little bit tug and cheek. It's like 
he wears transition glasses. He's a little bit dorky, okay? <laughs> like, you know, a little bit. That's that's like a real But dad he's move. also <laughs> but he's also a linebacker that was part of the eighty five Bears. That's so true. You, you, he's this Jekyll and Hyde sometimes where yeah. you know, he tries to keep everything to the cuff and you're absolutely right. He gives this old dad field, but then you remember He's a he at some point in time was a true badass. Yeah, he an was on absolute the, true badass. One of the two best defenses of all time. All time. He he's just like an interesting. He's an interesting football character. Like I enjoy, yep. um, and not in like a Steve Spurrier he, yeehaw kind of way. Like <laughs> in a like oh yeah okay he he brings a little bit of something that like keeps it interesting. Like I'm not so interested in like. Um, I'm not so interested in, like, Nick Sirianni. Although maybe that's not a good example. There are just a lot of boring, boring-ass football coaches, like guys who are just, like, replacement level. This is why yeah. people in Detroit love Dan Campbell so much, because, like, he's talking about, like, biting guys in kneecaps, and it's like, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm here for it. I, you know, he's got his tie. I want him to have a second season. I'm he just saying. Yeah, I hope he does, too. Uh, so those were those were my good things. Um, what, what for you was leaving a little bit to be desired like what were you sort of seeing like ah damn like this like i'm gonna say like i'm gonna generalize it and i'm gonna give a little good and then and go back to it It, the secondary my bad was the secondary yeah um i got two bad so the one was secondary secondary gave up the big plays and you can't do that in these close games like this two massively big plays they gave away and that became a, a that that's a problem and the more we go against these great quarterbacks. Uh, Wilson's been a little iffy just because I think he has a broken hand or something, which on his he's broken finger on his throwing hand. But he can't you can't just give up those big plays. You've got to be there. And there's at least two where guys are wide open. Yes. And that's bad. We we put ourselves really close to losing this game because of that. Where our defense held, 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 big play. Defense held, 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 held. Big play. That's 14 points right there. 14 mm-hmm. of them right there. Mm-hmm. So that's bad when it comes to that entire scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, my second bad is that was that the, the field goal attempt or the extra point attempt that caused all the issues with the kicker sly, yeah. where he kicked it right into the guy's helmet. But if you watch the video, that ball was sailing left. It was. I don't think it was going to go anywhere near the field goal. It was a shitty kick. And then this guy has to right off the guy's helmet, which means it's a low kick. Our line buckled a little bit. It was a, a consistent falling apart. Then you let a lineman pick the ball up and finish it off on the other side of the field. Come on now. And in the process, our kicker pulls his hammy. Yeah. Just it, all the good luck that we had had before that moment. All fell apart for a split second, and I thought that was the changeover. That was the bad. We had so many bad things happen in about 30 seconds, and it was horrifying. And then you have the the, the secondary given away. So those are my two big bads. Bads. What about you? Maybe we should talk to each other before we start <laughs> recording because, you know, invariably – We've watched enough Washington football team football that we're going to start to develop uh, similar opinions here. Um, the thing that I struggle with, and I will go back to front, is why doesn't every team just run an offense like it's the last two minutes of the quarter? They would score on us every time. Every time. The defensive secondary 
just like getting gashed. They're just and this is two years of this now, where there's yeah. that open space, that soft area between the linebackers and the defensive secondary. And these and, and it's not just one route. It's not like they're running curls or drags or like pose like it's all of it. Every the timing plays are always there in between sort of that middle distance, middle long distance. And it is infuriating. And save for I mean the saving grace of the game was a, an interception by Kendall Fuller on the two-point yeah. attempt, and we will give credit where it's due. But just, like, the number of times that I have seen an opposing offense get the ball with, like, 55 seconds left on their own 20-yard line, and I'm like, well, they're at least going to get in a field goal range. It's like, well, it, why the hell is It's that? almost immediate. It's, 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 they're going to get do a quick play. Then they're going to do a long play, and then they're going to do a bomb, and then they're going to be on the get 30. get out of bounds, and then they're, yeah, it's like, oh, well, the oh. kicker's warm. It's like, truly, if I were eating the tape, again, not a big tape-eating guy, but it's just like, oh, if we were to hurry up against this team and, like, make them have to, like, work, middle, the secondary's open. So, all right, we're just going to do it. It's infuriating. I'm exhausted by it. They have got to figure it out. I mean, bend but don't break only gets you so far. Like, convince me a little bit here yeah. would be something that I would hope to see. I, on the other side of the football, we have, you're right, we've won three games in a row. It's great. It's the only number that matters is the one that's on the scoreboard at the end of the game. I, the number of times, though, that on offense, they have failed to finish drives where they'll build a bunch of momentum and it's like oh they, they're gonna score here and either the drive peters out and they have to kick a field goal which at which again these days not a given no and, and thank god oh i almost say thank god that our kicker got hurt because then they, the field goal was out they almost had to do ron river kept saying two had more down for two it's third and fourth you now have two downs to do this let's get it done and it's scary it's super scary but then like yeah, the flip side of that is, you know, like uh, a ball that was ruled as dropped at the goal line by Logan Thomas. It's like, first of all, I, uh, the replay takes too damn long. I know I sound like my father, but it's just, just like, how do you watch this? It takes they take five minutes to review these things. It's like, yeah, no, it's not. It's not super duper fun. It's definitely the worst part of the NFL is like, oh, did the ball touch the ground? I don't, know, I don't know if that's the worst part of the NFL. There's a couple other things that are pretty bad. I'm, okay. But game-wise, yeah. yeah. Game-wise, it makes it, I, it just like is, <laughs> it grinds everything to a screeching halt. And everyone becomes a yeah. lawyer. Like, it's like, that's really fun. It's like, oh, well, by definition, was that a catch? It's like, well. No. Oh, my God. And the thing is like, someone in New York looks at it. Someone in the field looks at it. How these people just not agree? Be like, yeah, the ball bounced off the turf. It's not a catch. Okay, that's just that took me ten seconds. Like, it's fine it. what it is. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense what that part of it. It just it makes no sense whatsoever. But I the so all that is to say, like, on the other side, defenses against our offense have been doing a very good job of bending but not breaking, and that's annoying to me. And I would like them to do a better job of finishing off drives because I feel like they just 
they don't do it consistently enough where they have convinced me that this is a team that can put up enough points to like be a true contending team. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, so I'm going to go right into my ugly because yeah, it, it kind of goes along with exactly what you just said. Our ugly is that our play calling specifically on third down is so transparent yeah. that the other teams are just ready for it. Third down and anything under five, we're running it right down the middle. And it was the same play, just coming different variations of the same play over and over and over again. And Seattle just kept calling it. They were like, okay, well, you know, it's going to be between these two guards or these two guards. And they kept coming in, making that tackle a good yard, yard and a half back from the from the first down. So it wasn't even close most of the time. No. You know, third and two, and the, it stopped at third and two. It's a fourth and two now. So that was the ugliest, watching these plays that everyone's – who every fan on their TV is yelling. Do something different. Try something different. Just make it happen. Do, do an option. Have Heineke come out the end. Do a, a, a back pass. Anything you can do, but don't do the same play every single time, Scott Turner. Don't do it. Yeah. There is a level of, like, I don't know that it's a, a lack of creativity per se. But there definitely is a lack of like imagination or just like being too risk averse. Um, just not, not, not really doing just enough for me. Um, so I'm, I'm with you again. Nothing. Quite What's like your ugly agreement? My ugly. I'm going literal here. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> burgundy on burgundy needs to be banished. Put it in a rocket, fire it into the sun. Do not make me watch Burgundy on Burgundy. It's 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 not a good look. The tops and bottoms, it looks like they're in like a like a leotard. It's 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 I think it's their worst look. I think it's awful. I, I honestly pay zero attention. Like I don't pay any attention to it. I like I like the dark colors on the dark colors. I don't mind it at all. No, you I gotta wish have there's a couple some more contrast. I, you gotta I, have I, I, Visually, someone's got to break it up for you. With I, the burgundy helmets, nope. it's all just like doesn't. Oh matter. man, it's okay. It, the one time they were doing the color or whatever that was, the color games, like the Thursday rush, night yeah, games. They never the color they rush never, games. Thank God they were gonna have us do all gold. Gold. That would have been, that would have been atrocious. That would have been horrendous. So I'll take the burgundy on burgundy rather than the gold on gold. The gold gold may look like a weird. I'm just we, saying we shouldn't have to. <laughs> it's not. A, and I will I will tell this. I'm putting. I'm putting the 12s on blast. I think the Seattle Seahawks' current uniform set is the maybe the worst in sports. I think it's terrible. I hate the neon green, and I I really actually loved the old Seahawks, like the Steve Largent. Like, oh yeah, they they looked sharp as hell. I love those colors, like sort of the 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 blue and the green, like the the sort of very evocative of the Pacific Northwest. I hate the neon. I think it looks so tacky. I think it looks so stupid. Their jerseys are awful. And they have some strong contenders. The The Rams have some real trash-ass jerseys these days, too. There are some I, really... I love some of the Chargers and the Rams stuff. I love I mean, the, the Chargers. The light I think the Chargers blue. looks fantastic. Yeah, like, I, but again, I don't want to start you know, taking off on people's jerseys right now because we don't know what we're going to look like next year. That's true. But yeah, we, minimum, we made some... Some three-year-old art kid come in and decide what our jerseys look like, and all of a sudden we're going to have some atrocious get-up every single week 
And we're gonna be wishing we had Burgundy on Burgundy. No, do not make me. Do not make me look w- at mono. Wishing. Color. I don't make me look at any. I don't. I don't like white on white. I think you wear a white jersey on the road with a colored pant, and your color jersey at home with a light pant, or maybe your second color pant. I oh, for such one, a, such a curmudgeon. Come I on, one, have, live a little. I loved the gold pants. The gold pants were cool. I, I do like them. the gold pants. Yeah, they looked great. I was really stoked. I mean, to be honest, it may have been the only good thing that Bruce Allen ever did when he was the president of the football team was to bring back gold pants. That I'm gonna, I will put that out there. I can't think of another thing that I. That's the one thing he did. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Washington wins. Woo! You may have heard they are Woo! currently. In the playoff picture, like they are in the top seven, they're seventh. They're seventh. I mean, but gonna... three weeks ago, we, we we would have laughed at being said that. If you had said to me, "There's a chance that we're going to be the playoff picture in three weeks," yes, by going against Tampa, Carolina, and Seattle, yeah, I would have laughed hysterically, turned off my computer, hid my computer, so I couldn't have to talk to you for a while, because I would have thought. Brian has gone crazy. He's not correct. He's he's, he's insane right now. Yes. But we're looking at it, and we beat the Super Bowl champions. We beat a Carolina Panthers team that you know they're 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 all over the place. But I mean, they sometimes they were good. They're not, not nothing. They're not nothing. Yeah. And then you look at Russell Wilson, and you say, "There's always a chance he can beat you. There's yes. always a chance." Yeah. And we beat those three teams in a row. And now we're looking at the very bottom end of the playoffs right now, similar to what happened last year. And I will just say, and we'll put this all behind us. Um, I, I'll put my cards on the table. I believe I picked Seattle to win the NFC this year. When we did I, I think you did. Predictions. I think um, I'm, I'm surprised, obviously. My expectations were high, obviously. I this is not that was not a very good Seattle Seahawks team. So in terms of like takeaways from that game, it's like that is a game that they any self-respecting team should win because the Seahawks are just not very good. So I'm glad they won one that based on the reality of the situation, they really should have won because you know, going into the year, you don't know what you're going to get, you know, Russ coming back now with this injury like they have they have more issues than just Russell Wilson. I would say Russell Wilson oh, is, the, is more of a solution than he is a problem for them these days. But you know we are Washington football team fans, so we do have to caveat our way into any success these days, which is fine because we haven't earned it. But um, Washington currently five and six in the seven spot. Uh, they are they would. Again, if the season ended today, they would be the only team from either conference with a losing record in the playoffs. Uh, this doesn't sound familiar at all. No, it doesn't at all. Um, because they've expanded the field and because they added an extra game, there is, I think, the number of instances of teams making the playoffs with losing records is going to increase. It's not going to be an every year thing, but like it's not going to be like the NBA where you have like four teams from the East that are all under five hundred. Um, but it would not be unfathomable for two t- both two wild cards to have losing records. I could foresee that happening. There's a chance 
that we could have losing records two years in a row and make the playoffs two years in a row. Crazy. And that makes no sense to me. But again, you know, we still have a lot ahead of us. I don't want to jump before, but I can no. I can be excited about this game. When Fuller had that interception at the very end of the game, I was so damn happy. I mean, just excited. I think everyone's throwing stuff in there, just that two-point conversion. But then they had the onside kick. And I thought our chances yeah. of ever making the playoffs again were gone. Yeah, well, it's a game of inches, isn't it? Um, Washington now... So they they have tiebreakers over Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina, and Seattle. And they've lost to the Packers and the Saints. The Saints, who also are not very good, five and six. No, they are falling apart right now. Um, You know, they are the same record as Washington, but... You know, sort of circumstances but being different. They started off a lot better than we. They did, did for sure. Yeah, so they're they're on the deep. This is the time of year when you want to be on the incline. That's yes. where we are, and we're walking into Raiders, and then the NFC East. Right. So in terms of positioning before they get to those NFC East games, obviously you just gotta you gotta win every game you can. So, duh, really groundbreaking yeah. stuff here. But when you look at the schedule for this weekend, um, Dallas is playing. At New Orleans, I think you want New Orleans to win, even though they have the tiebreaker over you. Like Washington still has a path to win the division, which is and then with with Dallas also right now, it's a Thursday night game. What's it? Eight or nine people are under COVID protocol right now, including yes. the head coach. Right. There's a chance, and they just lost for Thanksgiving. There's a chance they're going to walk in, and, and New, Orleans, New Orleans may walk in and just stop them. It could be a buzzsaw. You're right. That's it. Would not be totally shocking given the circumstances. Um, Minnesota also at five and six is playing the Lions. So you want the Lions to win that game, but you know for wild card implication, um, not gonna happen. But okay, not gonna so happen. the Jets, Jets and the Eagles. You hope that the Jets, Eagles are five and seven at this point. So you know they are a game back. Um, Chicago is playing Arizona. I guess you know sort of a toss up. Like who kind of cares? Tampa's playing Atlanta. I guess you kind of want the Falcons to win, even though they're five and six too. Um, but again, they're they're on the decline as well. They had a right. good beginning and then just they've fallen apart a lot since right. then. So you know things are weird. See, uh, Seattle is going to play San Francisco. That's mostly isolated out west, but you I think want Seattle to win there. So there's just like a lot going on that Washington. You know, you you make your luck, right? You make your own luck. You win, you put yourself in a position to succeed. And you kind of just have to hope that everything else breaks your way. And um, I don't know. It's very interesting to me what you're saying, just in terms of, like, this could be another team that makes the playoffs a losing record. Um, We, I think, will start to get more into playoff picture talk really in earnest in the next couple of weeks. It's still potentially a little bit early. Yeah, because if we walk into the Raiders, get ruined, walk into Dallas, get ruined, and then we walk into Philly, and get, it's a lot that could happen in the last couple yeah. weeks that just immediately knock us down a peg. Sure. At the same time, you know, last last year we fell ass backwards into the NFC East. Like, we literally lost our way in um, at the very end there when we should have – it was up to us, and we just fell into it. Um, but this year, we could take it. We could just straight up take it if we can – Find a way to split with Dallas, beat the Giants again, and, and find a way to, to take care of the Eagles. Yeah, well, lots to come on that. Um, 
and we're going to bring it to you. We're going to do all the football talking. Um, <laughs> There'll be a lot going on. You want to do some fun stuff? Before I'd we, like to do some fun stuff. Out of here? Uh, yes, Commander. Yes. Um, we have a not yet named um, f- fan fun bag uh, or questions Ooh. that are of indeterminate origin. Um. I'm gonna ask you, and you just gotta give me your initial thoughts here, okay? Okay, I'm good. I'm good on the fly. Not necessarily uh, sports related. I will just preface this, okay? <laughs> let's say, um, let's say you get in your car. Okay. You get in your car, and you have to drive across the country. Done it before, okay? How long do you think you could go? keeping your hands at 10 and 2 on the wheel without moving them to another position for comfort. Right, and just just 10 and 2. Just, just 10, 10 and, and two. 2. But you can't, you can't let go. You can't let go. You could, I'll, I'll grant you, if you had to like scratch your face or whatever, you could do that. Okay. Got, but you got to put your hands back at 10 and 2. Oh, man. I, like I, maybe 30 minutes. Maybe. 30 minutes. Like I Thirty, like, because I got to take it off. I, I, I drive like, I put one hand down. I'll drive low. Like, I, yeah. I move a lot when I'm driving. Like my, my feet, my, my hands, because I just, I'll turn. I'm just, I'm just, you're trying to keep myself awake. And you're so driving maybe, automatic these days, aren't you? Yeah, I, well, yeah. If, for ten and two, you need to have automatic in this, right. in this scenario. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So currently, I am, but still, I would be like, uh, I can't do this for any more than like thirty minutes, because then I gotta, you know, I'll move to the bottom, I'll move to the side, I'll have a little. Change the radio, like all that stuff. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. What about you? I don't know if I can make it to the end of my driveway. Honestly, like I am constantly <laughs> fidgeting. I think if I real okay, and I okay, I think something I, I neglected to mention. Um, you can take as many breaks as you want, but you have to fully park the car and pull over if you want to have your hands not at ten and two. Thirty minutes. That so that's it, me it, being making aware that I have to do this. Okay. Like we, that's yes. me being like figuratively aware that I am now. How long can I do this for? I'm thinking thirty, man. That's all I got in me. You know what's interesting? I uh, I took driver's ed long after you took driver's ed. We'll just put it that way. That is true. We were told not to hold the wheel at ten and two because the airbag. Because the airbag. We we're told yep. to put our hands down at like f- four and. I don't know what what would it have been. Yeah, lower, like lower. Four and yeah. seven. Yeah, because and what was the the justification was like because you'd hit yourself in the face if the airbag. Yeah, the airbag right? would hit you like hit back. Correct. It could break your arms as well. It could break your arms. Okay, I was just yeah. like, well, why? Because I would feel stupid if I like whacked my hand into my nose. I just, I don't know. I haven't I have never been in a vehicle with airbags deployed. Knock wood. Um, I just it seems like it sucks. It it does suck. I've had it happened. It does suck. Uh, but at the same time, I've never had an issue with the ten and two being like m- me knocking myself unconscious with my own hands. Yeah. Okay. I guess you yeah. could knock yourself unconscious. That would be kind of. That's like you know thousands of people have their airbags deployed and like four people hit themselves in the face and they're like we gotta change everything. Yeah. No, you don't. Did you, you don't gotta change. Did everything. you scream when the airbags deployed? No, it's so fast. And like it, it does rattles you. Like you become, it's almost like getting hit. In, it's literally like you're getting hit in the face. So you become a little disoriented, and you're just kind of sitting there. You got like a like a puncher's like fog. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of sitting there, like 
oh, well, that just happened. So, no, I did not scream. It wasn't like a uh, a great roller coaster. You're like, yay! No, you're just like, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, holy shit. And you're a little little off. Yeah. Sounds, I don't recommend it. Sounds it's horrible. not awesome. <laughs> it, it was horrible. Yeah. All right, I got one more for you. Um, okay. And this is actually, this one's more a, uh, you have to settle a, um, I would say, a, a domestic dispute here. This is okay. This okay. Is something that uh, is is IRL something that I uh, dealt with recently, <laughs> and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Okay. You ever um you know the little honey, when the like, little, like a little bear, the little bear, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever pop that little guy's head off and just put a little bit of honey in your mouth? Wait, like just directly in my mouth? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. okay. Thank but you. but the only but the only catch is that like I've done it before where it was like crunchy, so I had to go out and look at the spoon. Yeah, but it's it is a nice thing to take the honey and just like put a little bit on yeah, your tongue. Yeah, it, it's it's the same as when you get the whip, whip the whip. You're like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's wrong with that? Nothing is that's it, that's the correct answer. So. so 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 to add to it, don't forget, honey doesn't go bad, honey and honey bad. also is like antibacterial because it's right. uh the way it's made. Yeah. So they, no one can say like, oh, all the bacteria, all the no, honey doesn't have that. I'm actually doing things the right way. Yeah, it's delicious. It's nutritious. It soothes yeah. my throat. Like yeah, everything soothes, is happiness. Throat, good on tea. If you don't, if you pizza. don't like it, get get your own damn bear. Yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, there's an echo in here. He, he's um, getting a he's getting a little jump back from behind him, going. Yeah, yeah let's see what Twitter says. <laughs> Again, we'll, we'll, let's uh, okay. We're gonna put a poll on the Cult of Cult Twitter page. Do you ever pop the little top of the honey guy and just put a little bit of honey on your tongue? Let's see. Uh, we'll, we're gonna put this out to the followers. Yeah. Uh, you can follow. I, I think us. I think four people will read that much on Twitter. They're like, hey, no, we're up many, to like a hundred, hundred and thirty-ish. I don't know. What are we? Yeah. Where we got? You've been trying. You've been listen. If you've been sticking with us and you're following us on Twitter and you're listening to the podcast, first of all, we want to thank you. And thank you very you, much. You have seen this from. From nothing to something, where we're we're doing something. Whatever this is, whatever it is, it's something. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to remember a guy and get on out of here? I do want to remember a guy. All right. And so, I went old school. Yeah. You you have to pick the guy and ask me if I remember him because I made you remember Skip Hicks. Oh yeah, little Skippy Hicks. Yeah. Now, I I went dude old school. Like I I was a kid. You were and, and okay. I was a kid, so you remember the name. That's yeah. important. To I was probably not alive. You probably were close. Okay. So, so that, but this is this is for our audience who may be a little bit older. Are we doing twenty questions? I think we do twenty questions. Let's okay, because you it. did it. Um, yeah. All right. So you've already told me it's it's um, um it's a little bit older. It's a little bit older. Okay. But in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Did they play offense? They did. They did. Okay, they were an they offensive did. player from your lifetime. Here's the thing: I don't think I'm gonna. Get, I don't think I'm gonna get it. Uh, I'll I'll play along, but um, my brain play along. My brain doesn't really. The thing is, I know the dudes, but I don't know the guys who from bef- really from before my. And lifetime. that's why I picked this because I wanted go. you to get a little history lesson. They receiver. Like a wide receiver? Yeah, wide receiver. No. Okay. Are they a, are they a back of some sort? No. Oh, are they a quarterback? No. Oh, well, now we're in trouble. Are they an offensive lineman? No. All right. So it's a tight end. 
Yes. I should have gotten there very quickly. It took me <laughs> as long as it possibly could have. Because when you said receiver, I had to like clarify. Yeah. You kind of went all the way around the corner there. Um, it's a tight end from your tight youth. End. I'm a, all right because I've I've made. You're well, you're like seven or eight. I will say I'm eight. I'm gonna name yeah. a name, and then if it's not the name, then I'll dive back in and see if I can't get closer. Okay. But okay. Is it Don Warren? No. Okay. No, I almost I almost went there. But Don Warren was too much of like a player. Yeah, he's a he's kind of a dude. Um, yeah, yeah, he was definitely like a player that you're like, okay, that he's yeah, he he started. This guy played, but didn't always start. Oh, I don't know that. I'm but he played a long time. Sure. Okay. Um, hmm. I'll give you one more. He does have two Super Bowl championships. Oh, see, that should tell me who it is, but it doesn't, which is not good. Oh. If you're a guy who's won two rings with your your football team, you should know all those guys, I feel. Yes. I could tell you every single player on the Nats Stanley Cup team. I could probably tell you just about every single The Nats player. didn't win the Stanley uh, Cup. I mean, the Nats World Series <laughs> and the, Ca- the Cap Stanley Cup. See, they did kind of share. They did. I actually have a picture of them like all together. It's fantastic. It, uh, I love that. That was like the best yeah. day. It was, was such a good best day. day. Um, well, let's continue with my guy, though. Yeah. Uh, I've guessed nine. I don't think I'm getting any closer. Does it, their name start with a vowel? <laughs> vowel? Why would it start with a vowel? I don't know. It's are they like Aaron or no. Evan or no. Imani or no, no Oscar? No, no, it has a normal or non-vowel U- name. God. <sighs> Tight end, won two Super Bowls. People, there, there is probably at least one person who's like, "You idiot! How I could have a podcast?" It's like, well, if you are actually interested in hosting a podcast on this network, reach out to us on uh, on Twitter. He he was a twelfth round draft pick. Twelfth round. Okay, he was a twelfth round. They don't even have a twelfth round anymore. No. Um, I gotta give up. I don't have the answer. Tight end. For two Super Bowl championships. I'm embarrassed. Clint Didier. Oh. That is a guy. And yeah. That is, yeah, okay. That is a guy. Yeah, he's absolutely a guy. People remember him. Sure. He played forever. Great yes. guy. He was inducted to the, the Portland State Football Hall of Fame. Yep. And the Central Washington Hall of Fame. Dude, now into politics. Like, this is a guy. Yeah, he's... You're right. He's one of these guys who like runs for Senate all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like sure. again, again, he's six five, two hundred and forty pound, tight end, backed up Donnie Warren. Like this was a guy. So I was pretty close with Don Warren. Oh yeah, you were really close. When you said I wanted to like laugh and cry at the same time and go, yeah, yeah, close. Mm. Okay. Like literally, like his backup. That is a good guy. I'm glad you. Do you have any like? particular fondness for him other than like having remembered him like is there something you remember him for other than being like a politics guy now the it it, it was the so the 83 championship i barely remember that those weren't my teams but mm-hmm. the 87 and then the 92 those were my teams mm-hmm. so you know i was just old enough to remember those guys now and what clint didier was was that he was 
you know, Donnie Warren was a could could absolutely block the s out of you and he could catch. Yep. And Clint Didier just he was this, he was like a third down guy. He was the guy you went to on third down, and he's kind of like the tight ends of like McKissick, where he'd make the play, whether it was a block, whether it was a, a just tearing out and finding some way to catch a ball. That was Didier, and he was really good at just making it happen. That's that's my Didier. That's your that's your that's a good remembering. This is that's really what this is all about. Um, we're just here to talk about our team and remember some guys and mm-hmm. enjoy each other's company. Um, Gumby, any any sort of final thoughts before we call it an evening? Three in a row. Three in a row. Again, I'm going to celebrate the on-field stuff today. We have a bunch of off-field stuff that I, we've all gone and talked about on this podcast. That's horrendous. I want to talk about the good stuff just for a day. Just for today, let's talk about the three wins. That we beat the Super Bowl champions. We beat Russell Wilson. And then we showed everyone why Cam Newton's a joke. Besides his outfits. (laughs) Besides his outfits. So I want everyone to enjoy three wins. Enjoy it. Because we have them right now. Yeah. And um, we'll be back. We got lots more. I think we're starting to hit our stride here. We're going to strive to give you some good audio uh, clips down the stretch here on the Cult of Cult podcast, which is produced and edited by me, Brian Stabby, my co-host and director of social media. That's Gumby. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at the Cult of Cult. That's all one word. We're also available on Untapped at B. Stabby and at D. Cumberland Jr. You get anyone follow you on the Untapped yet? Not yet, but no. again, you and I are friends on there. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. And in real life, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify by searching Hogshaven, a Washington football team podcast. And we ask that if you like what you've heard, that you do three simple things, that you subscribe, that you rate us five stars, and you encourage one friend to check us out. It makes a huge impact on our ability to reach new listeners. We know that your listening time is valuable. We appreciate you taking your time to spend it with us here on... The Cult of Cult. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.